Drew held the cup and Laura took a few gulps of the now tepid coffee. She didn't trust her shaking fingers. It felt like she'd spent half a lifetime sitting on the kitchen chair. The room eventually stopped swimming, but her hands still felt clammy. I'm okay. Maybe saying it would make it so. You looked better that time you got food poisoning. What makes you think it's him? It's just balloons. Probably a mistake. I'll check for a card. Drew put the coffee down and headed to the front door. Laura's heart hammered in her chest and the adrenaline brought her voice back. It's not a mistake, and they are the message. They can't hurt you, babe. It'll just take a second. Just get rid of them. Drew stopped and stared at her like she'd spoken in tongues. She held his gaze and lowered her voice. Much more yelling and she'd be worthless for the segment she was supposed to tape. Drew, I won't have those things in my home. Put them down the trash chute, please. Okay, okay. He continued to stare but started moving toward the door again. Laura took another sip of coffee and felt the acid churn in her stomach. If she were a smoker, she'd probably have lit too. Did she trust her legs yet? Muted pops sounded in the hallway and she screamed. Her spinning mind identified the sound as gunfire. Max had sandbagged Drew and she was next. The pops continued. She realized it was just Drew, bursting the goddamned balloons so they would fit into the trash. Pull it together, lady. Better call Sid and tell him. Tell him what? Hey, Sid can't make the meeting. I'm having a moment here after my ex came out of nowhere to tell me he's back in my life. What? No, I didn't see him, but he left these balloons, see? No, 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 but I'm sure it was him. Screw it. She'd tell him in person. If it really was Max, Sid had to know. The front door opened and she fought a trapped feeling that roiled her guts until she saw Drew appear. All gone. No, no. Now no balloons. How come you're so sure? When's the last time he contacted you? Laura never talked about Max to anyone. She'd mentioned her failed marriage in passing when she and Drew had started dating, but that was it. Not for years. I heard a rumor he'd started a business here in New York, but he disappeared long before that, back when we were in Georgia. That's where I hit him with the restraining order, and I thought he'd taken the hint. Drew sat down next to her. He never told me. He took her hand. Did he hurt you? She could tell he wasn't sure how to frame the question. Not the way I think you mean. He never hit me, but... He scared me. She shuddered. I can see that. But why would he bother you now? How should I know? The sharp tone slipped from her mouth despite herself. Drew didn't take the hint to back off. I mean... You're on TV every night and your picture's plastered all over the buses and subways and the station ads. It's not like he wouldn't know you were here. What part of I don't know did you miss? She lowered her head and bit her lip. I'm sorry. You're only trying to help. I, I'm just jumpy. She leaned into his side. Drew put his arm around her. You got a big scare, but it's over now. Let's talk more tonight. You okay? I should get ready to go. He paused, possibly for effect. Unless you want me to stay. I'm all right. I've got to get to work. Maybe it's this Marchetti interview. 
it might have gotten to me more than I wanted to admit. Like hell. She'd faced tough thugs before. Not this tough, but she was tired already. She excused herself, stood up, and went into the bathroom. While washing her hands, she opened the medicine cabinet without thinking and saw the old bottle of Xanax tucked behind the nail polish remover. The clear liquid magnified Dr. Rufino's name on the prescription label. Another blast from the past. She closed the mirror without touching the bottle. Laura headed outside into what should have been ideal late summer weather. The sun's rays were working their way between the high rises, and the air felt cool but not chilly, as it would soon enough. She turned up Third Avenue for the four-block walk to the studio. She nearly collided with a customer coming out of a coffee shop with a tall latte in one hand and a smartphone in the other. They did an awkward do-si-do around each other and muttered the standard curses that in the Big Apple...